Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Graphic Word Podcast, here to connect nerd culture to faith and leveling up our lives as we go about it. Thanks for tuning in, and here's what we have in store for you today. Hi, guys, and welcome to another Level Up Talk with... Oh, man, Solomon's just right on there. Wow. As soon as I get on, he's there. Thank you, Solomon, for the support and encouragement. Wow. Man, that's a lot of, a lot of encouragement. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you are new to the channel, uh, we are this awesome group of nerds. Uh, who are here supporting in this awesome community because, you know, nerds, they need a little bit of support, a little bit of encouragement. Um, yeah, we got your backs and uh, there for chatting, for gaming, for like w what kind of nerdum you're into. We likely got it and got diving into it. Um, but also we are part of this group you'll see up top is uh, Youth Unlimited or YFC. It's a faith-based organization. Um, we we stand on Christian uh, principles and beliefs, uh, and we integrate some of that into our nerdum discussion, like what you're doing today with our Level Up uh, Talks with Wilson. Um, yeah, just a heads up weather-wise, uh, how things have been. Today, today's a little bit uh, snowy. Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. For a moment, I thought my kiddos were going to be uh, at home with Coach. Did not happen. Schools were open. So, uh, yeah, but for those of you who are in Ontario, I uh, hope you are driving safely, that you are able to maintain safely and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yeah, Solomon, thank you. Uh, yeah, Solomon's thrown down. Uh, Wilson, I see, or did you see Netflix is making a My Hero Academia film? Yes. I, I've also heard it's going to be a live adaptation. I am absolutely nervous over that prospect. Um, seeing some of the other live adaptations that have gone on for anime kind of makes me cry a little bit. Not going to lie. It's kind of difficult um, watching what was like amazing content then turn into live versions and not being impressed with it. And so, yeah, no. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a little iffy on it. I don't know about you, Solomon. Maybe you might be amped about it. Um, if you are, dude, you need, when you see it happen, you watch it, you give me a review and, and then, uh, maybe, maybe I'll consider it, but I'd have to borrow someone's Netflix cause we, uh, we personally just, uh, we cut off Netflix cause it's a little bit, uh, expensive. Um, Solomon's throwing down writer. A writer, I think, is the guy who wrote uh, the Obi Wan show. Yeah, I've heard about that. So I, I'm a. That's the one part that's actually quite appealing because Obi Wan was fantastically done. Um, great series again, nerds. You you need to watch it. It is good. It is awesome. I never thought I would enjoy a, a kiddo Leia like I, I did. Um, made me very happy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Kiddo Leia remind me of my daughter Hannah. Very spunky. Um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, anyone who knows what Hannah's like or met uh, my daughter definitely knows she is more than willing to be a little spunky once she knows you. Of course, when she doesn't know you, she's like dead wall of silence and quiet and all that goodness. Um, but yeah, anywho. 
Um, again, thank you for tuning in. And those of you who are on our podcast listening, thank you again for, for tuning in and being in with us uh, and, and checking out our content. Today's chat, you'll, you'll notice if you've been following along with, uh, with, our, with our blog, that I've been kind of going on a little bit of adventure-esque kind of things and stuff like that. And there's a reason for that. Um, just recently, uh, hold on a second. There we go. Not builds. I don't want builds. I just want to show this game. Wonderland. There we go. Um, so lately, I've been getting in, and I've been wanting to get in on this game for a while. So I, I'm gonna give you a heads up. So this is uh, this is the game. It is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It is for a, a little bit more mature audience, definitely teenager and up. So uh, little ninos, not highly encouraged to, to dive into this. It's by Gearbox. They tend to throw down some pretty in, intense content. Um, but this is, oh my goodness. I, I've loved playing this game. Um, I've been playing it uh, with a couple of guys that are on our server, uh, Jedi and Ninja. Uh, I played it on Monday night and then I also played it last night um, and getting to game with them. It's been a lot of fun and good times. Um, hold on. I also, again, I keep on forgetting to put myself into the, into the chat. So then people can hear me and can join in those who have the live stream and stuff like that. Um, there we go. Reinhardt blog post was interesting. Hey, Solomon, buddy, I'm glad that you are checking that out. Um, yeah, we, we had another blog post on Reinhardt, and the uh, the German uh, phrase that he throws down is, Ich bin der Schild. Uh, and I had to verify, we have a German international student that uh, has been working with us since September, uh, end of September, and... Uh, so, of course, I, I see this thing written in German. I want to double-check and make sure that it's proper German, uh, that what it's translated, it's supposed to be translated, I am your shield, which makes sense for Reinhardt. He has a giant kind of light, hard light shield that pops up and defends the whole team, and it's fantastic. Reinhardt's a fantastic character. You need to watch his video so that you can cry and go, Reinhardt's amazing. Because Reinhardt's story is beautiful. Uh, again, Blizzard knew how to do story writing. I just wish that they would hurry up and make a campaign, which they're supposed to be doing for Overwatch 2. Uh, sorry, that was totally rabbit trail. Um, but it, it's so good. And thank you, Solomon. I appreciate the encouragement. Uh, we, we write these things for encouragement, little tidbits of things to work on and process throughout the week. So thank you for that. Um, but so back to Tiny Tina's Wonderland. This has been a game that just released this past March, I believe it was, uh, when it was released, uh, and it's available on Xbox, Steam, uh, PlayStation 5, uh, well, PlayStation, um, and essentially this is the way I've seen it and what drew me into it. It's Borderlands, but with D&D. And 
I love that concept because Borderlands was such a, a cool looking game. I played it a little bit. Uh, I enjoyed the idea. It was the goofy thematics. Uh, Gearbox is also associated with like Battleborn, which is another great game that I wish didn't die. Uh, you'll hear that time and time again from me. I thought that was a great game. Just was released at the wrong time, sadly. Um, but it's like they know how to make it gritty fun. And I, I love it personally for that. The hard thing is for me to get a game. I, I love RPGs for the idea that I can play and it's immersive. It's right in there and you get involved. And yeah, there's a lot of decisions, but then like you get a little bit more customizability. Um, you just need time for it. And I don't usually have time versus Tiny Tina's Wonderland. It's, I love that it's collaborative, um, that we can do cooperative gameplay. Um, and that's where... I kind of threw it out to our group and was like, hey, man, like I'm considering this. Has anyone gotten it? What are your thoughts? Is it like Borderlands but with D&D? And Ninja just jumped in and was like, yes, it's 100% that. It's a great game. Um, if you were to get it, I would totally jump alongside with you. Um, and then Jedi also did a review. was like, I don't know if it's good for the stream, stuff like that. I don't think it would be the best. Um, but definitely is a good game uh looks like a good game would get in on it if you did wilson so that just sold it for me like i've got two guys that are already going like dude it it looks great i would game with with you if you got it so that sold it for me and plus it was at like a 50 percent off deal so like why would you not if you already got a crew that's like ready to game with you um and that that that's where i've been at but it's ridiculous adventuring if you've ever played D, you know that you're part of this crew you're a bunch of misfits you're you're kind of thrown at different things and especially with tina playing as the dm the dungeon master like she throws ridiculous things like there's butt unicorn or uh yeah like the, the butt uni unicorn um is really weird like it's this crystal horse thing weird and you play alongside it a little bit for the game. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Tons of shenanigans. Good times. But what, what it's been drawing me is this idea of adventure, right? So uh, as you guys may have checked out in our blog, and once again, check that out. You can hear it in our podcast on, you know, Invitation to Adventure. The idea that in life we are called like life is a giant adventure you don't always know where you're going you don't know what the destination's like it's akin to just like wandering around openly in this world and things are there and you just kind of you're working through it um but you know there can be a set path for you and i i've always taken uh D, D to like your relationship with god in that you are a player but really god is your dm and he can guide it and misguide it, and he can do whatever. He's he's a DM that has complete and utter control, just like a DM has complete and utter control of their world. But DMs, good DMs, work off of their players. They uh, and they challenge their players. They challenge their players' character. They invest in it. There's a story that comes alongside this, and I've seen this um, from guys like uh, the Hoff. You guys probably, if you've joined our online community. Get a chance to hang out with the Hoff. He's awesome. He's a great dude. Um, and he's one of the best DMs I've ever had the pleasure of playing D&D with. Uh, fantastic dude. Um, he 
engages your character in a story. He, he dives into it. It's not just an experience. It's, it's something that draws to your character and to you. Um, it's fantastic. And that's the way God looks at things and is invested, right? Like we, we've talked about time and time again how God is there for you. He's not just simply uh, a removed being. He's not a, he's not a being that just kind of like steps back from the sidelines. He engages. He wants to be there. He wants you to ask questions. A good DM will drive you to want to kind of collaborate for the big campaign story because that's where the really good stories are. That's where the best character development can happen. Those moments that you'll never forget in your your sessions, those are the ones that you've worked in tandem with your DM. And that's very much the same with your relationship with God. It creates these huge moments that you'll just never forget. And I'm vouching on that in very recent and personal experiences on that. Um, but so that that's the idea of adventure, right? Like he, he did that with Moses. He did that with Abraham. And if you want to hear it, I'm again, tiny bit of detail. Check it out on our podcast, our graphic word podcast that is available on uh, Anchor FM. And you're hearing it if you're already on the podcast or an Apple podcast or Spotify. You can check that out or check out our uh, blog spot uh, between the panels and uh, check that there. But again, so Tia's Wonderland has been stirring this a lot. And the big thing that we were doing last night, we were having a problem with loot. It's it's a shooter-looter uh, game. So you're, like, you're going in, you're taking out bad guys, and there's just like loot everywhere. And you're on the hunt for like some of that good loot as well as like progressing throughout the game, stuff like that. And like you have different levels of loot. Um, let's let's take a look at some of the loot that you get. Uh, thinking... <laughs> Mike thinking he can flatter me for good gear. Hey, dude. Seriously, Hoff, uh, you are a dude that reps well, that has demonstrated what good DMing is. You've you've set a standard for me in DMing um, and challenging myself in that. So legit, thank you again, uh, Hoff. Uh, really appreciate your your guidance in that, but also your encouragement in that. Um, so this is like this is how you kind of go across things, right? Like there's these loot boxes. And you get excited for things and stuff like that. Aw, <laughs> Solomon, you're so sweet. You're saying hi to people. You're such a good guy. Um, so those of you who are able to watch on the stream, like there's these boxes that are around and you open them and they have like new weapons, new gear that you can have, like armor. Um, in Titanas, you're actually able to do some like cool uh, spell casting, like stuff like that. It's really intense, very D and D oriented. Uh, if it were in Borderlands, it's like your new grenades that you get to throw or capabilities that you you are able to use and stuff like that. Um, but they have different color orientations, right? Like so, you got your plain white ones, which are just like common. Then greens are uncommon, blues are rare, uh, purples are. I can't remember what the rarity is on the purples. Ah, uh, haha, doesn't tell me. Well, that's a little silly. Uh, but your gold is like your legendary. They're like the boss. They're like, whoo, boy. You want to get these ones. You want to hunt for them. It's nuts. Um, 
Yeah, you, you they're the best ones because they're going to usually create the best hits or they're going to add into other stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely nuts. Legendary items, that's right. This is epic. Purple is epic. There we go. Um, anywho, you're on the hunt for good loot. You, you want to get the good stuff. You, you're searching for it so that you can build into your character, make them the maxed that they can be, higher value, all that kind of jazz. That's not uncommon for even D&D, right? D&D players are always looking for that one weapon that's going to like enhance their character and they're going to be able to use in a variety of different ways. Um, you're going to see that in, in their character development, even in their item that could be like, this cape makes me able to fly like Doc Strange, right? Like all of a sudden you're like, levitation, I can fly around and be epic and stuff like that. Um, but it's all about the hunt for things, right? And that that's no different than in life, right? Like life is a giant RPG. Imagine, you know, we create RPGs to almost reflect life. Just we want it to go a little bit more our way than what we can sometimes feel like real life actually does, right? That's where escapism is really difficult uh, when you're doing stuff like D&D or even sometimes video gaming where it becomes this addiction, right? Because you're on the hunt and you, you find your comfort zone in certain ways where trying to find achievement in the wrong places. So this is where I kind of was like, oh man, like this legitimately is a thing um, where we need to, we need to talk about this and, and figure this out. So again, we're in RPG and I've said this time and time again, you're living in RPG because what you are prepping here for is for what happens after your life. Um, the Bible talks about how, you know, we are not just for this, but for, there's an eternal aspect. So like, you are not just a finite being, you are an infinite being that has finite parameters at this point. But after you die, you know, the infinite nature is, is seen. And then your destination is either heaven or hell. And based on even like, not just your connection with Jesus that defines the heaven or hell, but then um, Wilson, who I just talked to doing a talk. What? I'm so confused. I guess Tom's doing a talk. I don't know. Anyway, um, Tom is jumping on and being encouraging. I'm accepting that. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Total random uh, rabbit trail. But like... When we see, when we look at the Bible and specifically looking at people who choose to follow Jesus, there's more to just only choosing to follow Jesus and just going like, hey, now I get my stamp pass to go into heaven or to like have eternal life with Jesus. There's, uh, there's also like the effort that you're putting into it. This is where like Paul's always talking about like, what's the goal? What, what are you striving for? Are you striving to invest in people here so that they are able to realize the reality that is heaven, uh, the the reality that, you know, Jesus is giving you this hope past what your current life is, stuff like that. Um, 
are you are you giving them the reality that if they don't have that then there is a removal of all that they have experienced as good uh and that's what we see as hell is like the removal of all good things it's actually the removal of god's presence which is the 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 bringer of all good things which is a crazy thing um and and so like this is where if you guys have never heard toby mac um lose uh lose my soul or lose your soul. Which one is it? Toby Mac. Lose my soul. Yeah. This is a video you're going to want to talk or like check through and seriously take some time. Listen to it. Whatever means you listen to music, whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, just type it in and listen to it. Um, but it is fantastic. I'm not going to play it because we don't also have uh, rights for that. But I highly encourage you, check that out. Because one of my favorite lines is right off at the beginning. Uh, Toby Mac says it. And it, Toby Mac is a beautiful lyricist. And he starts off with saying, Father God, I am clay in your hands. Help me to stay that way through all life's demands. Because they chip and they nag and they pull at me. And every little thing that I make up my mind to be. Like, I want to be a dad who's in the mix i want to be a husband who stays legit i want to be an artist that rise above the road that is wide and filled with self-love and like it's like holy snap that's quite a tall order right like he's setting the goal for what are the things that he wants to see he's he's going at it kind of like a DD mindset in that like there are things that i want my character my person to develop in and what are the things I'm actually investing in here that's going to make a difference past that? And that's the whole premise of the song. Um, and actually, that song is all based on this. Uh, what do you gain? From... Uh, trying to remember how to word it uh the verse i'm like literally right there um what do you gain if you lose your soul trying to remember the reference the exact reference uh there it is matthew 16 we're gonna do that we're gonna bring that up Matthew 16, 26. And of course, we're going to dive into context because you can't just read one verse and just sit on it and just be like, whatever. Okay. So Matthew 16, 26. Do, 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 do. Ha ha. So this is the, this is the thing, right? So... When Jesus brings up this uh, this phrase, and you've probably heard it if you've gone to church or you, you've heard another pastor talking about, like, you know, what's the value of eternal life and stuff like that? What's the point of this life in comparison to uh, anything else, right? Um, and Jesus makes this statement to his disciples, right? So this is this is really intense. So we're gonna we're gonna hover actually twenty four to twenty eight uh, here. So again, Matthew sixteen twenty four to twenty eight. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if 
any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming. Okay. So, Jesus is throwing down his death, right? Like, he, he's throwing down that... He's pointing to the big picture, right? He's pointing to the main focus of like, hey guys, um, you are seeing this ministry, you're seeing it grow and stuff like that. And during this time, like people are expecting Jesus to become like the leader. Like there, some are even pushing for him to be king, uh, pushing him to, to be in charge of it all and to push back the Romans. Jesus doesn't have that perspective, that's not in his his vision, his repertoire on what what's going on. His focus is that really his inauguration to to strength to rulership is actually through his death. That he he will become king over everything, become lord over everything via his death. That when he dies, he will then be able to suppress the real enemy, which is like spiritual the spiritual beings, the spiritual climate, those that are pushing against you. And we talked about that last week when we're talking about the spiritual realm and demons, the devil and stuff like that. Um, but really sin and death are the main things that he's fighting against. And so by allowing them to destroy him, he actually overpowers them and shows them, no, 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 I've got control. That's why he can say later on that, like, if you choose to follow him, you'll have eternal life, right? That it's through Jesus' death and resurrection that we we have a seeing that this is what's going to happen for us when we choose to follow Jesus. Um, and, and so when he's throwing this down, he's trying to remind them the cost of choosing to follow him. That it's not an easy road. It's like an adventure, right? It's not just something easy that you're going to go along with. If you're choosing to follow me, you need to be willing to sacrifice yourself. Well, that's pretty hefty, right? Because... What's the value in life, right? You you don't think, oh, yeah, well, I'm willing to die for that. No, like we kind of flippantly say that, but legitimately Jesus is throwing down, like, what are you willing to die for? Because you need to be willing to die for me. And that sounds really intense. And there are other passages where it's like talking about um, Jesus brought like the sword into the family and he's going to, what he says can create divisions in family because it's about commitment to Jesus. It's about seeing the value of what he did. And so really Jesus is throwing down a big bomb saying, are you choosing to focus on me? Because I'm saying what I'm giving you is absolutely valuable. If you want to check this out also, we can uh, see this in Matthew 13, uh, 44 to 46. This is a parable. So parables are teachable stories that usually Jesus would like look around and have a connecting point and stuff like this. This is all about the kingdom of heaven and particularly about like the kingdom of heaven that he's bringing, bringing this new reality of like, you value what Jesus is doing. You value that he's going to be saving you, that what he's about to do is so invested, so important that you, you just, you will want to give everything. 
and you'll you'll just go so let me just read it's two parables so it's the hidden treasure and the pearl and this jumps in with our loot kind of concept verse uh so matthew 13 verses 44 to 46 for those of you listening the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field in his excitement he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field okay sounds kind of weird but like the value of this treasure is so huge it's like oh no no like I got to maintain this. I got to keep this treasure. This is it. And so I'll buy this land. This is it. This is everything. I'll give everything for this. So verse 45 and 46. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. So like the value of what God brings, what, what Jesus is bringing is the... Uh, the idea that like this revolution, this change is so important that you're going to want to give everything to it. You're, you're going to want to give everything that you can for it. That everything else seems almost meaningless. And the crazy thing is what's the follow-up and before, right? So like parable of the wheat and weeds is the idea of like who's accepting Jesus and who's not. And there's, there's going to be a separation of it, but those who, are choosing to follow Jesus, this is what it's like. They're giving everything because they see the value of following Jesus. They see the value of committing wholeheartedly in their hearts and their lives to Jesus. That it's really the loot that they're looking for and stuff like that. Um, and then afterwards is the parable of the fishing net. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. The net was full and dragged it up on the shore, but there and sorted the good fish and crates and threw the bad ones away. Again, this is like a clearing out of like, this is, there's going to be some division off of this. Who's going to see the value of what Jesus is doing, what, what Jesus is sharing. There are going to be some that are just not going to agree. And sadly that, that doesn't work, right? Like they're, they're pursuing something else. They're looking for something else. Um, there's another parable. Let's look at this. Uh, parable of the moths. Nope, that's not what I'm looking for. Oh, don't store up uh, treasures in heaven. Or treasures on earth. That's what I meant. Not in heaven. We want to store our treasures in heaven. Uh, <laughs> Copy. Sorry, guys. This is one that I totally missed and meant to meant to throw down for you guys. Appreciate your your waiting on here. Okay. So teaching about money and possessions, right? kind of a appropriate like what's more important what's the the focus here okay so 19 and 21 here don't stir up your treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break and, and steal 
Store your treasures in heaven where moths cannot moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will be. So, like, Jesus is already throwing down what what's important to you. And he talks even further on, like, what are you looking at? What are, what are you investing in? Because what you look at, what you desire, what you choose to focus your eyes on, that's where everything else kind of gets fed into, right? Uh, the famous, uh, no one can serve two masters. This is verse 24. You're choosing which one are you investing in? What are you seeing value in? What are you working on? And this is this is the part of everyday life, right? Like uh, even looking at how how you look at things around you. And I'm going to be absolutely honest. Like guys, it's a rough situation out there for lots of people. Um hearing some of the stuff on the news on how many people are going to food banks because they can just barely live off of what they got. Um different people, not just here in Canada, but in other countries having this difficulty of like families legitimately going how are we going to make ends meet like what how are we going to maintain and take care of our families and stuff like that like it's heartbreaking and that's an absolute fair evaluation because like taking care of your family is absolutely important and this is where sometimes hearing stuff like god's provision in that can be really hard and and I'm not trying to go for this like whole gospel uh, like uh, prosperity gospel kind of thing where like if you just pray it's gonna happen and stuff like that. No, I'm, I don't I don't agree with that. But I do believe that there is a trust that if God's saying that if we're if we choose to live a life that's following Him, yeah, there's gonna be hard stuff. We gotta make hard decisions on where do we see value and stuff like that. If you got kids, like man. You value your kids. Like, man, I will gladly go hungry for the sake of my kids. And I'm sure any parent with their right mind would likely say that kind of stuff like that. Because you see the value in them. You want to invest in that. But, like, when when we're talking about, like, the parable of, like, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store foods in barns. This is all still within uh, Matthew oh, oh. What am I doing? There we go. Uh, Matthew 6. So this is, again, his his big parables on giving to the needy, what is prayer and fasting. But we're, we're hovering more on the teaching on money and possessions. What, what are you on the hunt for? Because you can look at just, like, barely trying to survive. And, and I got that. Like, just surviving is a beautiful idea of just even be able to do that. Man, cushion room is a great idea for that too. Um, yeah, Solomon, absolutely. Matthew has very interesting uh, stuff to throw down. Very interesting stuff. And this is all on the Sermon on the Mount. So like Jesus is talking to a vast crowd and like sharing these principles on life and stuff like that. And he's speaking to them on like, what are you really depending on? Who are you choosing to focus your attention and your value of things? Because, man, food is important. Clothes are important. And here, in these verses here in uh, Matthew 6, uh, 25 to 30, he's like going, why are you worrying about food? Why are you worrying about clothes? Like, what? why are you doing that? 
trust in God that he will provide for you because he's the heavenly father. He's a dad that cares. He's a dad that's invested. And maybe, maybe you've had a past in connection that, you know, you didn't have a dad that actually took care of you or didn't help you in the process. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I've really appreciated my parents in different ways where they've helped us out in different ways. Um, the very spot that we live in and the amount of rent that we were actually paying is ridiculously cheap compared to what we really could be paying or, or sh like should be paying if it was anybody else. But that's a gift for my parents to be able to help carry my family. And it's a blessing. And being able to do that is investing. And they see that as a way of serving us and helping us, which is mind blowing. Um, but again, like it's all about on your vantage point, what do you see as valuable? And this is uh, verses 33 or uh, 31 to, to 34 really have been a correction point for me on this, on what, are, what's the loot that I'm looking for? What are the treasures that I'm looking for? What are the things that I'm looking to store up that are going to have value over time? Because I'm a guy that I'm, I'm Irish and Scottish. So every part of me is pinching pennies, stretching it as far as I can. Well, here in Canada, we don't have pennies, but like stretching those nickels as much as I can, um, to make things work, to, to help our family and stuff like that. I'm always thinking on that and like cost effectiveness and like, it takes me forever to make a decision on even buying a game. And if anyone wants to get that verified, just talk to my wife coach. Um, she will tell you, I was back and forth on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands for like a fair bit of time. When it comes to investing and stuff, I am always evaluating what's the value. Like, will this carry? Is this worthwhile? Is this a good investment in my time? Is this uh, going to be taking away from what I'm doing with family? There's so many things that jumble into my head. Is this going to potentially create a tight spot for us down the road just because I got this thing? Like, it's a thing. But the thing that I see in 31 and 34, so I'm going to say it, Matthew 6, 31 to 34. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I'm not telling you to just like flippantly do whatever. I'm not telling you that. I, like there's being good financially. There's there's being right with your finances, not being ridiculous. God gave you a brain to be smart about things. But really look at what's the value on things. And I'm a worrier on these levels because I want to make sure I'm providing. But the problem is, guys, I think that I'm the only thing providing sometimes. And that's wrong. That's not the mindset. And especially for a guy who does this kind of thing ministry-wise for a living, that is just bad thinking. I've been blessed by people who have chosen to support what we are doing, who have heard God and respond to that. And I've heard that from different supporters, that they are looking at what we do here 
as something to invest in because there's not a lot of other groups that are doing it or we are distinct in this is the area that we're doing it. And this isn't this isn't for me to promote what we're doing as this is amazing stuff like that. But this is a lesson that I've had to learn. What am I valuing? I value my kids a lot. That's why I do this. I value my wife a lot. And I've been working on creating better habits with my wife and investing in my relationship with her, in my marriage with her, and and how we do parenting together more and more. And so I'm going to invest time in that. I, I, I care about what I'm doing here and I spend time on that. And some of you guys smack me over the heads for spending too much time investing on this. But you're also coming alongside. We're seeing people coming in and investing in it because they see the value in sharing this kind of stuff with you guys online and, and getting word out on this community that we've been developing and seeing grow to be responsive, caring, loving people, legitimate hands and feet of Jesus in a very direct way. But ultimately, I need to do what 33 says. I need to remember what 32 is saying. That these thoughts afflict everybody. Like these thoughts are on everyone's head. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. God is a, he sees it all. A love in scripture, and you check it out in Genesis, where God's name, the first ever time that you see uh, El, El Roy. El Roy in Hebrew means the God who sees. But not just who sees, who sees me. And the first time it's ever mentioned is in Genesis. When when Hagar, the, the slave wife of Abraham, well, slave wife, I say, like that she was a servant, sorry, is a better term, servant, that was brought in with Abraham for the whole purpose he got married to her so that he could have a child through her that would carry on his name and stuff like that. That's how they thought God was going to fulfill that promise to Abraham. But then it created some major dissension between Abraham and Sarah. And when Sarah had a kid, Isaac, then there was dissension on, well, who's going to be carrying on Abraham's name, really? And so they they push out Abraham, or push out Hagar. Abraham pushes out Hagar and just kind of like leaves her be. And they're out in the desert, and Hagar is thinking her son's dead, or is close to death. She's close to death. She just doesn't know what to do. And then God supplies water in the middle of this desert. A spring gushes out and supplies for it. And she automatically goes, this is El Roy, the God who sees me. He's a loving God. He is supportive. He does see you. And I can't guarantee on how he's responding, but legitimately, guys, the value is the relationship with God. And this is where, after knowing that God sees you and he knows your needs, he's, he's all-knowing and all this, what are we supposed to do? Seek the kingdom of God. So look for where is God moving, where is the direction that he's telling you to go, remembering that that kingdom is with him as the king, right? Which he is, Father God and Holy Spirit as king, 
we serve them we we are working alongside and understanding them living righteously so that means we are in right standing with god that we are we have that confidence when jesus died that we are made right but we demonstrate that writing righteousness that right living to those around us so then there's a difference they go oh man there is something different about you and then you go yeah yeah yeah. let me tell you about this jesus dude who like totally changed my life and like He's there for me in ways that just blows my mind. There's this community that responds to each other and loving each other. That's how they do it. And that's the cool thing. And he will give you everything you need. If you really truly hold on to the idea that there is a community of people that are following Jesus. And I mean following Jesus. Like they're listening to God. They're, they're taking that time. They're bringing themselves to God on stuff that they need to work on. And they're not browbeating themselves and saying, like, I'm horrible, I'm, I'm the worst. They're coming to God and like, God, I, I, I want to be more like you. Help me to do that. Help me to be more like Jesus. Work on this stuff in my heart. And, and that means getting out of my comfort zone and helping other people that I wouldn't usually help. Talking to people I wouldn't usually talk to. Investing in those kind of people. That's when you start seeing the kingdom really moving in a big way. And the really cool thing is God does bless that and i will vouch on that our family has never experienced so much needs taken care of as it has this past month because this is how they're doing it they're looking these other people are looking at oh man mike and his family they just need some support they need some love they're doing all that that they can i just want to help them out in that you wouldn't believe how many answered prayers have come out of this month. I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but like legitimately has been amazing seeing God's hand move in that that he has provided. That he's taking care of the needs of my, my family when I felt like I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And the cool thing is he's just focus on what I've told you to do. Keep on living right. I've got you covered. You don't need to worry about the clothes that are on your back. Legitimately, this month, got. I was blessed by a person from our church who was just like, hey, um, here's a shirt that I would love to, like, here's some shirts that I had. It's a ton of nerd shirts that I got, and, and they fit. I now don't have to worry about shirts. <laughs> That's the same thing with the boots had someone who just helped and loved and support that way. It was amazing. We've had people who, who've supported and giving us some food for over the holidays and stuff like that. Guys, God sees you. He is El Roy. This is where our relationship, again, the parable of The parable of the hidden treasure, the pearl. That is the pearl. That is the, the hidden treasure, the great value thing, the thing that you pour your life into it. Because by golly, God is faithful. He is there. He is worth the investment. He is worth giving everything that you are and who you are into it. And you may be broken. You may be going through 
the roughest time and you may be like god what's the what what am i even investing in what what's even the right thing to even bother spending time in god says it just spend time with him the the two most important commandments love lord your god with all your heart soul mind strength and love other people focus on that follow what jesus did look at how jesus did do that's all like just do that and you'll get it i and i all i can say is legitimately god has showed up in big ways for me and my family and has showed up and invested in my family in big ways and i have no doubt that he would do that for you but it takes doing this where we give everything where we are willing to choose to serve one master don't store up things here on earth don't focus on you know what is the newest tech that i can get what's the what's the latest thing that i can get this setup that i have here is legitimately a blessing that i have been getting over and over again and have been able to do more of this that's where legitimately I'm sitting at. And so don't don't focus on these things that they're going to carry you. Focus on what matters, which is God. Focus on Jesus. Focus on giving it to him. Because he is faithful, man. That's your faith. And so this is where I'm going to kind of close off. And this is like perspective right so again sitting in first peter verse uh chapter one and this is the value of your faith so we we just talked about your value in relationship with god this is the value of your faith which is very important in this start off of uh first peter chapter one because he's addressing a church that's going through like absolute persecution they're they're getting killed for their faith they like you find out you're a christian people don't like you start treating you like junk stuff like that and we've talked about this and kind of leveling up and like going through trials and stuff like that but this is this is the value thing this is the loot that you're looking for okay so the again this is the loot first peter chapter one verses uh six we'll do uh Six verse nine. Yeah. So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Christ, when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Guys, I again 
What are you putting your value in? And this is something that we all need to ask this from time to time. And if you never heard about Jesus, you might be like, like, that's just a whole lot of ideals. That's just a whole lot of stuff that just doesn't have any tangibility. I'm going to disagree with you on different platforms, different ways on that. Because though it's not tangible, it is ideals. It is stuff that we are reading and seeing that Jesus is throwing our way, um, that we are called to do and push and, and not push on others, but demonstrate and show what that love looks like in demonstration that it, it does leave an impression. It, it leaves an impact on somebody. And if we value that, you know, this whole kingdom that Jesus is saying that in our connection with him actually influences what we do with other people. And it has impact even past that, that those other people then impact other people, other people. Like it's just constantly growing and developing. Man, that is what legacy is about. That is what real value is. And yeah, it's not something that you take to you when you die. By the way, when you die, you can't take anything that you've made on this earth or or made in your life tangibly. Like, I can't take this. I can't take my blue Yeti. I can't take stuff like that with me when I die and go have uh, like that direct connection with Jesus in person in that eternal reality. But what I do in impact and what I share with you guys, what I'm legitimately seeing and how God has impacted me and sharing that and sharing that with you, that carries weight past my life. That carries over into this idea of eternity where it talks about how the reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your soul. Even though I, I've never seen Jesus. But actually, I've seen what he's like in other people. When my lead pastor comes and encourages me in what I'm doing and supports and reminds me of the heart of what I'm doing here, keeping that kingdom mindset. When I see guys on our server taking time and investing in people, telling them that they're going to be willing to pray for one another, willing to take leadership in praying for one another, that is the kind of stuff that is going to create longevity. That's going to be way more valuable than any money that we could put into this or, or any kind of subscription that we put into. That's the value because it's impacting and helping people. And by impacting and helping people and helping demonstrate Jesus and what that looks like and how he operates, they will, they'll be able to take what Jesus says and go, yeah, that makes sense. I've seen it in action. Why wouldn't I want more of that or be a part of something like that that has way more value that's the kind of loot that i want in my life so what are you in the hunt in your life for what's the loot that you are looking for if you're looking for fame that it comes and goes and you can talk to the celebrities on that you can see that and there's a weight to fame if you're looking at money Money has its own difficulties and responsibilities. And I'm not saying to you should be poor and stuff like that. Poor is a mindset. Poor is a focus on, you know, where's your deficit always at? Living a life that's honestly caring for others and sustaining yourself, that's important. 
But are you trusting in God in some of that too? That's a, that's a thing that I need to ask myself. How are we investing? What do I see important that needs to be invested here on this community? How we are investing in people, how we are doing this consistently and investing in that way. Those are the kind of questions that I need to be asking because that's the priority. That's the loot that I'm looking for. The loot that I'm looking for is I want to hear at the end of my life. God saying, Mike, you you did what I, I called you to do. You did exactly what I needed you to do, not what other people needed or what other people expected of you. You did what I asked you to do. And it, you, you might be worn and feel wrecked on that. But now this is your reward on that. And yeah, it's it's a different kind of perspective. It's an end game reward. But really, I'd want to hear that from God. Because his approval is the most important thing. And I need to keep that mindset in that. That's what I have to share, guys. So what what's the loot that you're on the hunt for? And is it going to carry you long term? And I'm not just talking about long term in your life. Is it carrying you long term past this life? Is it worth investing? Is it that legendary gear? Heck, is it even more, way more value than any legendary gear that you can find in Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Or any wondrous item that you can find in a D&D session? Is it something that's going to impact not just you, but others in a way that gets them to feel loved and embraced and invested, but then take that and invest in other people in? And obviously have a connection with God. Learn that there's a God that cares for them, will carry them, will support them, who loves them. That's the kind of loot I'm looking for. That's the kind of thing that I'm hunting for. And I encourage you to, to join in that. So I'm, I'm just going to close out here uh, in a prayer. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, please throw them into um, <laughs> in, into our, our stream here. Um, but if you're already part of our Discord community, throw it into our home base area. There's underneath there um, prayer support. And we've been seeing people take take that opportunity. And I guarantee you, if you see the the your support has arrived emblem, that means for us that we are actually praying about it. And that we'll have someone follow up and check with you on how are things going and invest in you. Um, but yeah. Thank you, Nuggets. Uh, we'll pray for Connor, for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah. So let's do that. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do that. We're gonna pray, and then we'll close out the stream. God, I thank you that you don't offer cheap loot, and that's not even loot. It's a gift. It's something that you hand out, that you have open, willing to share with other people. Say, hey, hey, here's something that's going to be way more valuable. going to carry you through a whole lot of different things. It's worth more than gold. It's worth more than silver. It's more worth than 
than any monetary value that you can have. And that sounds really weird in a, in a society in the baseline that just focuses on that. It just wants money, wants status, wants wants even at this point just even survivability and I get that I, I, God I pray that us as people who follow you who choose to follow you see the value that we've been given and we want to share that with other people not just in only sharing who you are of course that's the the big drive of what we're trying to do is share who you are and and to have that relationship and they can have that provision from you and, and taken care of by you but God that we take that even a step further, and we we actually help. We are the hands and feet. We are the ones who are giving out. And God, you are pleased in that. That's what you want us to do. Because in serving other people and helping them and taking care of their needs, we're serving you. We're serving the kingdom that way. This, this big kingdom, this spiritual and literal kingdom that you are building here that impacts the world in such a huge and beneficial way. So God, I just pray that we'd be doing that. And I pray that for Connor, who may be asking, you know, where's the value in in things in life? Where do I even find value even in who I am? And so God, talk to him and speak into his heart. I pray for Nuggets, who who is investing in his friend, that he would be able to speak into him, to encourage him, to let him know he's not alone, that he sees value in him, that he he wants to invest in him, that he does that where possible, but also that when he's bringing you into that conversation, that you, you so clearly make an impact in him. And that Nuggets shares that impact that he's had through you. That the impact that you've had on Nuggets. And that's why he even reaches out what he does. God, I pray that if we feel alone, we feel there's no value. There's even just the grind of like, what's the point of even doing the grind? That God, you would point us to the true treasure, the true goal. That you are that pearl. You are that great treasure. That we hold on to we do everything in that but then we show it to other people we don't just only hold it to ourselves we share that with other people and we show how we can trust and rely on you and we help them be the hands and feet that you are so that when we face difficulty our faith our, our hope our our trust in you is tested like gold. And that's that's really intense tough, but then that's pure gold. That's pure value. That remains through it all. To help us to remember what is the loot that we're looking for. And it's not loot, it's a gift. We don't have to steal it. We don't have to we don't have to rip it from somebody. You give it freely when we come to you. That's so awesome. Just be with us as we go out throughout this day. We ask your name. Amen. Hey there. 
If you are a fan of the content that's been brought to you in this episode, you'll definitely want to check out our social media connections. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Just go to at GW Nerds and you'll be able to find all the stuff that we've been doing lately and all the fun stuff that we get to be a part of. But if you want to even deeper dive, you should join our Discord community. And you can do that by going to discord.io slash gwnerdsunite and be a part of what we're doing. Interact with us, chat with us on live uh, for our video game nights, for our Bible study nights, or even just to connect with fellow gamers, nerds, and what interests you. And if we want to take it even a step further, if you've got some ideas of, you know, what would be cool topics to bring up uh, down the road or have some questions on how your nerdum might connect to faith, we'd love to have your input there on our Discord channel, too, to be able to create the content for you guys, because this is what we're here for, to invest in nerds, to grow and level up together, but being able to grow in our faith and level up, too. So. Thank you again for listening. Hope you are having a wonderful day.